BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are we doing? Rainy day here in Georgia. You know what I mean? It's a song. Devil went down to Georgia and he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind. That's all I know. I think it was like he was in a bind because he was drinking wine and ready to make a deal. Something like that. Stormy day in Georgia. Did you love when you're tucked into your sheets and you wake up at like 830 on a Monday and you're like, fuck, it's early. But then you hear, kapow. You see the lightning coming through the, the shutters and you're like, I'm staying in bed, baby. Although I didn't. I went back to my fertility doctor. Okay. I need to update y'all. This is just how I roll. We're all going to have a real good laugh together. And then, um, and then we're going to move on. But I feel like I really left some loose ends last week. And I got a, a few more answers this week. And God damn it, if this isn't just classic Heather McMahon. Hold on. I need a sip of my drink. You know, I'm always thirsty. Yeah, it's raining here. I definitely wanted to stay cuddled in bed. But we, we had to go to an early doctor's appointment. I've been up every day before 2 p.m. And it's a, it's a wild ride. You know, you have those morning people who are like, I'm a morning person. Mm-hmm. Okay, you rise with the sun. <laughs> Doesn't make you a more efficient person. I'm sorry. Call me at 4 a.m. when I'm writing Shakespeare because that's when I do my best work. But anyways, I've had to get up for all these, these um, doctor's appointments. So let, let me catch up to speed. If you didn't listen last week, I had gotten some interesting news the weekend before that my body wasn't responding to the medicine. And so I was kind of waiting for this final ultrasound to see if I was going to go ahead with the egg retrieval. So I go in the next day after I already recorded the podcast and I try and do much to the chagrin of my fucking producer, Michelle, I love you. I'm so sorry. But because y'all keep up with everything on Instagram and, and I feel like I try and record as much as I can in real time, but it makes her job significantly harder. So Michelle, I love you. Thank you for hanging in there with me. So I go in on a, a Wednesday for my final ultrasound to see what movement is happening. Now, when you're on all these hormones, you can't have like overnight, your, your body can respond to the medicine. But I, I didn't have a good feeling about it. So I go in and my doctor, who's just so incredible and I love her and adore her and her bedside manner is just like the best, you know, like she gives you a warm hug. It feels like there's just a, a good solid energy in, in the room. So she takes a look at my ovaries. She said, hey, listen, this isn't working. I don't know what's going on. Your body didn't respond. But, and I kind of knew going into this that I would have a, I, I, the option of having a low response to it was probably high. I just thought, all right, well, we're going to be 
literally roid myself out on all these drugs. Surely my body is going to respond to this. So my doctor was so sweet and she was like, listen, it's not working. I just think that, you know, right now, egg preservation is not an option for you. She said, it doesn't mean that you wouldn't be able to get pregnant on your own because your uterus, the womb looks inviting, but your eggs are not responding at all. And you need your eggs to mature in order for us to take them out. She did say something really funny. Like I'm sitting there, I don't have pants on, you know, I've just got my top on. I'm looking at this ultrasound and there's basically nothing. I mean, it's like, hello, like you could hear the echo on the ultrasound. Mind you, you also have a wand shoved all the way up to your belly button. So it's quite uncomfortable. And she said, I know that it can feel like a death. And I literally, I said, huh? She goes, you know, it can feel like a death getting this news. Who died? Like, I was so fucking confused because I'm trying to absorb this information in real time and be present and focused. But then when she said death, I was like, wait, did someone die? I don't know what's going on. She was like, no, you know, it's just you may be infertile is some jarring news. And so I'm just trying to absorb it. And I was like, yes. And of course I got upset. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and make a joke out of the fact that the rest of the day, I really was fucking bummed out. And it's more of like a challenge thing. Like, once you tell me I can't have a baby, now I'm like, oh, we're having a baby. And I do want to be a mom. And, and that's something that's always been on my heart. And, and I just know that, you know, whatever. I mean, real talk, God has a journey for me. And, and however he wants me to experience that, like, I will experience it. And I'm open to, to whatever that road looks like. I just literally. I panicked and I was like, I was so confused as she was giving me the information. My brain could not process it. So I was just like, wait a minute, someone died and I have no idea who it is. <laughs> so my doctor says, listen, you know, it doesn't mean that you, you can't get pregnant on your own, but the likelihood, she's like, I just need you to understand the facts that your ovarian reserve is wildly low and it, it's probably going to be hard. And if you want to do it, you need to do it soon. So I also kind of had just this, this feeling of like all these things I planned and how I had my life, you know, spanned out. It's like, I did all of these things for myself. I, I was focused on my career. I was focused on just getting through grieving my dad. And, and the last couple of years have just been a fucking roller coaster. And I think it's such bullshit that now I've had to say, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I thought once I finally got my shit together personally that now, now it's okay to, to look into being a mom. And that's not how life works out. And I left the office and I was so fucking upset. And I just thought, wow, this is like, you know, again, it's like when you get the, the information that somebody in your family has cancer, you think, oh, that happens to other people. That's never going to happen to us. I just figured because I had girthy hips, a lot of fat around the back. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be pregnant. I will absolutely be on my 600-pound life. Like, I'll be Jessica Simpson. She put on 100 pounds with her last baby. You know, remember she posted that photo of her thick fucking foot, and everyone's like, honey, that skin's about to break. That's going to be me, where people are, like, literally coming to my house to do a wellness check. Or maybe we just set up tickets. You pay $10, and I make money off of it because it's like, buy a ticket and come see Heather bedridden because she's put on so much weight. I just saw that in my future. I was like, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to somehow be able to monetize me having swollen fucking ankles. They're like, see the thinnest ankles in America somehow get fat because it's the only part of my body that stays thin. Anyways, I digress. So I was really bummed out with this information. Well, okay. Okay. Let me get to it. Fast forward. I sent an email later that afternoon to my doctor because she sends me, she's like, I know this is really disheartening information. I know it's, you know, it's a lot to take in, but just let us know what you want to do next. 
So I sent her an email. I'm like, hey, I just want to clarify some things. Can you break what? I, I wasn't paying attention in the room because once I heard death, I just, I, I blacked out. So I get a phone call like the next day. She's like, I'll call you tomorrow. We'll, we'll discuss it. I get a phone call the next day and she's like, hey, so a bunch of the nurses in our office listened to your podcast. I got to ask you a question. And my asshole clenched. I literally was like, yep. Oh God, what did I say? Did I like hurt the practice? Am I discouraging people from doing this? Like, I want to be a pillar of the female community. She said, Were you batching your shots? I said, What do you mean? She's like, Were you pre-mixing your shots a couple of days ahead of time? I was like, Yeah, you bet your ass I was. You know, because I'm not a fucking chemist, I'm a civilian. She's like, Heather, two of the medications, yeah, you could have gotten away with that. But the main one that like the heavy dose, the heavy hitter of hormones we were giving you, once you mix that shit in the vial and put it in the fridge, it's dead. Red and blue. It doesn't make purple, baby. It's done. She's like, the nurses were listening to your podcast. You weren't doing this shit right. (laughs) I almost drove my Audi into a school bus full of children. I was so like, of course I did. Just kamikaze that shit. So, of course, but I said this from the fucking beginning, they should have never sent a civilian home with some vials of hormones and a couple loose syringes. I said, well, why did you let me fucking do this? She's like, well, you know, most people can figure out the directions, but I agree, it's confusing. So, the irony of all of this is I probably just washed $8,000 down the drain because I'm sorry, I don't have a pharmacy degree. I have a light liberal arts theater degree from the University of Mississippi. They should have looked at my chart and said, she's going to need a little extra help. My FUPA is black and blue. I am the fattest I've ever been. And now I'm hormonally raging with the fact that I probably did this to myself because I didn't thoroughly read through the directions. I'm sorry, reading, haven't done it in a while. Y'all have been following me on my health journey, and let's be honest, you deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. Do you know what's in your vitamins? Are you looking at the ingredients? Are you doing a light Google search of, hey, I don't know what this synthetic bullshit is? Well, guess what? When you order Ritual, you don't have to worry about that. Ritual vitamins are clean, vegan-friendly multivitamins that are formulated with the highest quality nutrients that is bioavailable. What does bioavailable mean? Bioavailable forms your body can actually use. Why would you not want to put the highest, most top dog shit in your body? You know what you won't find in Ritual vitamins? Sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. I didn't even know that those were a thing. And then I look at some of the other shit in my medicine cabinet, I'm like, whoa. Why am I taking a gummy that has like red number 40 in it? That's insane. I like Ritual. Honestly, it just takes the thinking and the brain work out of it. I literally order them. They come directly to my door. I pop them. I feel great. I'm energized. And even with the fertility treatments, my doctor said, hey, this is great. It's a wonderful multivitamin that can just really boost your everyday flow. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use to help fill in the gaps in your diet. No shady extras. Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 and just two daily pills. You'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from. And thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible chain, hey, it's right there for you. Here's the deal. Get key nutrients without the bullshit. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash absolutely to start your ritual today. 
So the irony of all of this is we're going to try it again. I am going into it with very low expectations. I basically said, listen, I'd like to try this again. I went in for my ultrasound again this morning to see what my baseline is. My right ovary, oddly enough, the one that I had the ovarian torsion on has nothing in it. But my left ovary, she's like, there might be something. We're still kind of where we were. But I said, listen, let me at least try this again. I have such low expectations. If things work out, great. If they don't, I'll know by like day six of the shots whether or not it's looking good or not. But I'm going to give this a whirl again. I'm also going to pay a nurse to come to my house the first day, show me how to mix this shit. We'll video record it so I know what I'm doing. Like I need her to take a Sharpie and actually like mark on the vial like this is where you fill it to. That's what I need. I need you to hold my hand and walk me through this. I'm just like, this is so typical me. Of course, I would fuck this up. But you know what? It's the power of this podcast that had I not been oversharing, had I not been telling you guys every fucking nook and cranny and detail of my life, then somebody wouldn't have heard this and been like, hey, this bitch has no idea what she's doing. She just ruined all of this medication because she didn't do it right. Absolutely not to myself. I should have asked for help in the first place, but I wanted to be so defiant and like, I can do this on my own. I'm a female warrior. No, I had women DMing me saying, Heather, I'm a nurse in Atlanta. Please let me come to your house and help you. Hey, I've done IVF 16 times. I'll meet you in the Target parking lot and shoot you up. But instead I was like, I can do this. I'm strong. I'm female. Here I am. When I should have just fucking asked for help. Like, fuck me. Of course. Silver lining is we're going to try it again. So I really do ask. It may not be immediate. I might have to wait a couple weeks just because, of you know, your luteal phase, the flow of things. But what I'm asking you guys is to, if you are a praying gal, I pray that the second time around, it's going to work and we'll be able to get some eggs out of it and that this will be a success. Because guess what? The user error is at 100 fucking percent. And I would also like to say to everyone who messaged me, emailed me, DM'd me, you know, ran into me at a Chick-fil-A and said, hey, girl, I'm going through it too. I want you to know, like, this is a wild community to be a part of. And I feel very genuinely grateful that people have shared their stories with me. And I I keep saying I'm going to bring on guests. You guys know I'm just fucking with you at this point. I don't want to talk to anybody else. I'm a narcissist who just wants to literally sit in my basement and talk to a fucking wall. But I do think it would be helpful. Let me know your thoughts if I maybe brought on my fertility doctor, brought on somebody who could kind of give us the inside scoop because now I'm getting so many messages. Y'all are calling me being like, I didn't know this is something I needed to look into. You know, you don't know what you don't know till you don't know it. And then you know it and you're like, I should have fucking known this. But listen, half this podcast has been trial and error and and I've been a guinea pig and I've just rolled the dice and said, come along with me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'll do it and I'll share. And the fact that y'all have been so open and candid and transparent about your own journeys, it's just, it really makes me feel like I'm not alone in this. And I I really appreciate it. And if you too fucked up your medication because you're, you know, don't work at a pharmacy, Please chime in. Make me feel better here. I bet everyone was like, Heather, we thoroughly read the directions and watched the videos and just figured it out. (laughs) I panicked. And this is also a lesson in ask for fucking help. Double check your work. You don't have to do everything on your own. I feel so grateful. My girlfriend, Christina's here. She was on the podcast you know, a month or two ago and, and she's down here helping me produce some stuff and get my stuff together. And I've had this gorgeous week with my writing partner, Jen Zabrowski, who's a doll. She has a great podcast called We Need to Talk About Britney. She's been on the Britney hunt and that's actually how we met. 
I went on her podcast a couple of years ago and then we became friends and now we're writing the show together. So all of this being said, I've just been like boggled down in my mom's basement writing with Jen, trying to get our pilot done. And, and it's just been an overwhelmingly like emotionally stressful week. And it's just been great to like have these other wonderful women in my life who support me and say, listen, you can do it all. We're going to figure it out. One, one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. You've got this. And you know, women, we can do fucking anything. We can. I can order furniture online, place a groceries order, order gifts for your mother, be on the Peloton while also doing a Kegel and investing in my real estate portfolio all at the same fucking time. Why? Because I'm a bad bitch. So we're doing it together. And listen, I've been quiet this week just because it's been a fucking lot. And I've been working my ass off behind the scenes. And, you know, also that's a whole thing. You know, the pressure of let's write this show about your life that you've been working on for six fucking years and make sure it's perfect so that they will 100% green light it and it'll be get made. And I'm just sitting in here sweating. And then on top of that, they get to say, oh yeah, you'll never have children. And then I had that moment where I was like, I've put my career and all these other things in front of me when I should have been focused on what was really important. But you know what? Fuck that. What is important is what I want to do. And it's what keeps me alive and keeps me happy. And it's my purpose on earth, which is to entertain. And you know, it's just, it's a lot of emotions and I'm still coming off the hormones. So I feel like a crazy person, but that's what I'm supposed to do. So live, laugh, love bitches. But thank you for the support. and Thank you for sharing. All right, let's get into the voicemails. I do not have a guest this week because go fuck yourselves. I'm fantastic on my own, but I love you and y'all have been going through it. So let's get in these. Also, you can always call 800-213-7503. Let's get into it. Heather, this is Claire from South Carolina. I've called you many times with a couple absolutely not, but this one goes to the top of my absolutely fucking not list. So it's my birthday weekend. I know you don't fuck with Tauruses, but... I still love you. And I have several friends visiting. One is coming from New York. And I've never had a New York bagel. So I asked her to please bring me some bagels. So I get a text from her. She's landed in Atlanta, riding up with some of my other friends, visit me. And she said that somebody in the airport opened her suitcase and stole the fucking bagel. And also, I went to Costco today, and they had samples, but you couldn't taste them. You could just look at them and smell them through your mask. So I just want to know where the fuck this country is going. I mean, it's been going downhill for a little bit, but I've still kept that faith. I mean, I'm a patriot, you know, patriot at heart. But I've just been wronged on many levels. The fact that someone would steal my bagels, I mean, it just hurts. That's my absolutely not. But my absolutely yes is that we're still going to have a great weekend with my girls. We were COVID college graduates. So we're going to thrive and spend time together. Love and light, girl. Bye. Okay. <laughs> First of all, this is one of the best voicemails I've ever got. So many details, so crisp. Also, the escalation. Wow. You went from zero to fucking Sharon Osbourne, like, hot-headed, and I am here for it. Let's get a couple facts. Let's recap. Claire, solid fucking name. Claire's always have attitude. They're always half in the fucking bag. Two, you're a Taurus. I like that you led with that, because I know the kind of stubborn fire energy I'm about to get from you. Three, you're about to get down on the freaking weekend for your birthday, okay? And when Tauruses celebrate their birthday, it's like you got to go to six different fucking events. And if you tap out of one of them, if you're like, I'm so hungover from doing the strip club the night before, I'm not going to hit the brunch, they will literally never speak to you again. I have a friend who's a Taurus, and she has literally looked me dead in my eyes and said, I went to 10 fucking events that weekend, but because I couldn't make it to a brunch, we no longer speak, okay? And that's a Taurus. So let me get this straight. You've never had a New York bagel. 
one of your girlfriends is coming down from New York and she pops a couple of those bad boys in her damn suitcase. I don't know if this is a checked bag, if this is a carry-on, if this is a carry-on and then she somehow got robbed mid-flight, we need to roll some security tape and figure out who the fuck stole the bagels. I'm going to guess maybe it's a checked bag situation, but I got to be honest with you. That's on your friend if she checked fire fucking bagels and expected the ramp service guys to not be tempted. I can smell a chocolate chip cookie that's warm in the middle, a little bit crunchy on the outsides with a little touch of salt on them. If you were to put a chocolate chip cookie in a suitcase and then literally put me in a cage, put me out on the tarmac, Say there's 10 flights out there, like a bomb sniffing dog, released me out of my crate and said, go, I'd find where the fuck that cookie was in the exact bag on the exact flight. I would be in the underbelly of that airplane searching for a sweet treat because that's my passion. I love a chocolate chip cookie. So I get it. I guarantee you, I'm not throwing an airline employee under the bus, okay? I'm not saying that they're thieves, but if there's a hot fucking bagel in a bag, guess what? probably going to take it. So if your girlfriend checked the bag, then she's a fucking idiot and that's on her. And guess what? You probably need to quit being friends with her. She should have known better. And I know your Taurus ass is going to hold this over her head forever because y'all don't let anything go. Tauruses are the only kind of people who will sit on their couch for six fucking months pissed about something and never tell you. And then you show up at their rehearsal dinner for their wedding and they're like, do you remember? (laughs) Do you remember what happened in January? And you're like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Oh, I will remind you. I don't even know what it's about. You know what you did. And then they forget what you did. And they they just kept saying, you know, you know. And you're like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about, Claire. And if you didn't tell me, you get like a three-day grace period with me. If I did something shitty on a Wednesday and you don't tell me by Saturday that you're upset, you're never once allowed to come back and be like, I was upset about that. Like, if you bring it up, if if it goes over the four-day mark, if you're then on Sunday, like, I really, I wish you wouldn't have done that. I'm going to be like, you lost the window. Because I move on. Squash it. Agree to disagree. All right, let's go live our lives. Life's too short. But I'm stressed for you, Claire. I mean, listen, do I think you were wronged? 100%. Do I think that this might be your friend's fault? Yeah, she sounds like a dumbass. But I don't want you to allow this to ruin your life. It sounds like it's about to. I felt like your voice was teetering on cracking. You might might be about to have a psychotic break. And that's a Taurus thing. You got to rein it back in. Let's count our blessings. Another year around the sun. You still had friends that were willing to fly in from New York. I don't know about you, but the airline prices are going up. You know, you had a friend who was willing to stop and get a bagel for you in the first place on the way to the airport. Do you know what a pain in the ass that is in New York? You know, the funny thing is, I'm going to just say something really wild. It's very controversial. I don't think New York has the best bagels. Pizza, absolutely. Bagel, actually, the pizza's kind of debatable too. When I was in New York, I never got bagels. Now, bacon, egg, and cheese, salt and pepper ketchup, dash of hot sauce on a roll, toasted, fuck yes. Best breakfast sandwiches in the game is a breakfast sandwich from a bodega or a deli in New York. Bagels, eh, debatable. I probably just lost 6,000 listeners. They're like, fuck her, New York forever, and just click. Unsubscribe. Vinny, did you hear what she said? 
It would make my life if I found out it was just a bunch of Italian goombas that listened to my podcast. They're like, we were big fans of absolutely not. And then you brought up the shit about the fucking bagels. Oh, we're out. God, that would be hysterical. But Claire, first of all, it was just the escalation. Let me tell you, hey, it's Claire. I'm a tourist. I know you don't fuck with me. Okay, but whatever. It's my birthday weekend. And then motherfucking they stole my bread. So fucking funny. And honestly, this is the kind of humbling, grounding shit I need to remind me what this is all about. It's the thought and the effort that counted. But also, what if your friend was like, oh my God, they stole the bagels out of my bag. But she really just forgot them. I think you might want to call her on her bluff. I don't think there was ever a bagel in a bag. Unless they left the actual like parchment paper, kind of wax paper bag that the bagels came in and it was still tucked away in, in her like away luggage. I would say, where's the proof? If she doesn't have a loose poppy seed or sesame seed rolling around in a thong somewhere in her... In her bag, she's a liar. And I have a feeling your friend is a Taurus too. I'm kidding. I love all Tauruses. I I only hate like three Tauruses. The rest of them are Gucci, but it's really because I'm afraid of you. And that's what's up. Claire, thank you for this hot, heated, hot water bagel call. Absolutely not. To thievery, to your lying son of a bitch friend, and to you forcing everybody to celebrate your birthday. My God, get over yourself. (laughs) That was so fucking funny. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. There's a lot of decisions I'm having to make in my life. What's up? What's down? What's left? What's right? I don't even know anymore, okay? Because it's been a doozy of a couple weeks. But you know what's an easy decision is what I'm drinking for my hard seltzer. And let me tell you something. At five o'clock, I'm cracking that bad boy open. All right, I've been in my mom's basement trying to write the story of my life while also holding on to the last three eggs I have left. So I'm hitting a busy. Why do I love Vizzy? Because Vizzy is a hard seltzer that has acerola cherry, which is a super fruit with 30 times more vitamin C per cup than an orange. There's plenty of hard seltzers out on the market, but why wouldn't you choose one that's bold and delicious, but also has vitamin C? To me, this is an absolute no-brainer. Vizzy makes a choice a little easier. And hey, it's a lot tastier. My favorite flavor right now is the blackberry lemon. It's freaking delicious. I already told you I muddle some actual blackberries in it, put it over ice, bada bing, bada boom. It's freaking delicious. But they also have amazing other mouth-watering flavors like pineapple mango, black cherry lime, strawberry kiwi, blueberry pomegranate, papaya passion fruit, and watermelon strawberry. And hey, don't forget raspberry tangerine. I mean, there's a damn fruit flavor for everybody in there. I literally love Vizzy. I think they're an incredible company, an incredible product. And hey, with Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment now with vitamin C. And at 5% ABV, which is alcohol by volume, only 100 calories and less than one gram of real cane sugar per can, every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. Remember, Hey, you got to be 21 or older, but to upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy, find out where you can purchase Vizzy. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com. Don't know if you just heard that lightning strike. Damn, that was a sign from the Lord. He said, order your Vizzy. <laughs> Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash absolutely. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash absolutely. Hi, Heather. This is Maggie from Boston. And I just want to say absolutely not to farting in front of your significant other. I've been with my now fiance for seven years and I've never really farted in front of him. And I don't think I ever will. I grew up that way. My sisters don't fart in front of their husbands. My mom doesn't fart in front of our dad. Just doesn't happen. All my friends fart in front of their husbands. I can't do it. Everyone judges me, but I can't. Absolutely not. I want to be a lady. Can't do it. Love and light. Maggie. 
I got to tell you, I am having a root tootin' great time over here, living my comfortable ass life. There is nothing that I hide from Jeffrey Daniels. You know, I've actually been approached. This this conversation has been definitely brought up around my group of girlfriends. And I totally disagree with you. I don't know. I've been with Jeff forever. Now, let me tell you something right now. Jeff and I were like three years into a relationship. And I remember my sister at the time was engaged. We'll get into that on another day. That's her story to tell. Great guy. It just didn't work out. And we were down in the Turks and Caicos actually on a trip. Something came up. And Ashley was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, of course I fart in front of, let's just call him Joe. That's not her ex-fiance's name, but let's just call him Joe. And she's like, Heather, get over yourself. Like, get the fuck over. If you're sitting on his face and he's never heard you fart, like, okay, like, relax. And I was like, oh my God, I would never. And Jeff and I still laugh about that to this day because, I mean, listen, I know the man has diarrhea every day of the week and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it, well, I don't know. Maybe one day Jeff's going to be like, you absolutely gross me out. But no, I mean, that's just like our love language now. I don't know. I know that sounds weird and maybe inappropriate. It's not, fuck it. Listen, if people are willing to do anal sex, but they have never even done a little, you know, around their significant other, what are we doing here? Essentially, if you've ever had sex, you probably queefed at some point, and that's the same thing. What does it matter if it's coming out the front or the back? I think a queef's way more embarrassing than something coming out of your butt. That's just personally me. That's my journey. I still turn bright red, bright red. I'm literally getting uncomfortable right now thinking about it. I've had sex with Jeff for 10 years. We get it on. It gets freaky. It gets hot. But if there's a little extra air because... <laughs> Now I'm trying to break down the, you know, the anatomy of a queef. But I still get like so embarrassed. You know, if I've just had a pub sub and things are feeling loose, yeah, I'm just, I'm farting in the Audi, rolling down the windows, playing the pussycat dolls. I don't give a shit, literally. You know, I hear you. Don't feel insecure though. I mean, listen, I don't think it's whether you're ladylike or not. I hate that debate. Be a lady. What does that even mean anymore? Who do we have to look towards? Cardi B and Kim Kardashian? I guarantee you, Kim probably farted all over that Hidden Hills house. You know what I'm saying? She was like, fuck it. Kanye's a pain in the ass. Let her rip. I think our standards now, too, of like what's acceptable and what's not. Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm 34 years old. If somebody farts around me, I'm going to laugh so hard. Bathroom humor makes me giggle. But if you queef, I will jump off a fucking bridge to my own death because I can't can't handle it. But if you put it like that, you just live your life. And it's really honestly, I mean, the bathroom situation, it's really honestly more because for genuine health concern. Like I'll turn to Jeff and be like, honey, I don't feel good. And he'll be like, you're, you're stark white. And I'll say, if I don't return in 10 minutes, call 911. This could be diverticulitis. We don't even know. Half the days, I got aches and pains. I've had an ovarian cyst rupture. Thought it was a kidney stone. I had a colonoscopy at 18. It's been a bumpy ride. So half the time, it's just checking in. You know, I've always said, I think it's a little much when people are always asking about your gut flora. Do you take probiotics? It's none of your fucking business, Trish, whether or not I take probiotics. But now that I'm on the other side of 30, now I'm on 34, I actually enjoy the conversation. Thank you for asking me about my fiber intake. Because guess what? It's an important part of your day. I think you need to loosen the reins a little bit up there in Boston. Have yourself a chili dog and a good time. <laughs> this is the dumbest voicemail, but I love it. Thank you. We're solving the world's problems. And who knows? Maybe, 
your man will be into it. Can I tell you one thing though? I've never understood bathroom stuff, insect stuff. I know this is gross, but like when people are like, oh yeah, like Jeremy pees on me. I'm like, you need to seek the Lord. That's fucking weird. If you're doing a natural body thing, it is what it is. But if you're then somehow get a fetish because somebody chugged a Gatorade and then whipped out their penis and peed on you, I got to be honest with you, you need to seek help. You need to talk to somebody about that. That's not on me or them or Jeremy really because you asked for it. That's fucking weird. That's an absolutely not. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. It's your fangirl from Tennessee. And we are having a girls weekend here in Oxford on Old Miss campus. And we have the best ever, absolutely not, for my best friend, Sarah. So this was a few years ago, but it is still an absolutely not. We were on a five-year anniversary trip. And my husband and I were just sitting in, you know, the little date area flying Delta, as we all love to do. And they called for his name to come check in at the desk. So he goes up to check in and I'm just sitting there, you know, probably reading or whatever. And he never came back. And I thought, huh, that's weird. And then they called my group to board. So I boarded. And when I got on the plane, there was my husband sitting in first class. He had been upgraded. So first class, did not bother to come back and tell me, did not send a text, just went ahead and boarded the plane to first class. And when I hopped on, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go back to like where the peasants sit. So I went back and like sent him a text of, I can't believe you're in first class. And he sent back a photo of him with a thumbs up and a cocktail. And I was like, okay, I guess we're going on our anniversary trip. And long story short, now we're divorced. And he's my ex-husband for a reason. And it is a total, absolutely not. Excuse my French, but what a motherfucker. The audacity. First of all, if you get upgraded, it's like code of honor, code of ethics with your friends. You're like, oh, hey, guys. Uh, I know we're traveling to group, but I actually did get upgraded. And, you know, I'm going to take the upgrade. I would usually be like, go, take the upgrade. Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is it was your anniversary weekend and he took the upgrade and didn't even bother to say, hey, babe, pre-boarding the plane because I'm diamond on Delta. Wow. I mean, that is some brazen disrespect. I am all about if somebody else gets upgrade, go. Live your life. Live your truth. Do your thing. Oh, yeah, great. Honey, of course, take it. Yeah, fuck, sit in the front. Have a glass of wine. Sure, great, great, great. But the fact that he basically ghosted you and then you have to walk on the airplane, see his ass in first class, and he's like giving you that shit-eating grin like, I already got my mame salt. <laughs> I feel like this guy's name was like a Trevor you know, or like a Carl or a Jason, those three specific people would pull this kind of bullshit on you. Oh yeah. You should have known then. Where were you going? Let's just say you were going to like Palm Beach. I feel like that's a great place for an anniversary or maybe Santa Barbara, you know, and this fucker had the audacity to not even tell you. If I get upgraded, I'm like, hey, babe, I got to upgrade. I'm going to take this. Or hey, Jeff gets upgraded. He's going to take it. I'm like, yeah, fucking take it. Also on the other side of it though, I've never understood people who like have to sit by their buddy on a plane. I don't get it. I'm like, we can sit together. We cannot sit together. I don't give a shit. Like when people get on a plane, it's like a two hour flight from Atlanta to New York and they've got to ask 65 fucking people and you can feel the energy because it's like a wife who just starts to fucking panic. She's like holding on to her Dooney and Burke bag. Just like, I, I got to wait for the right time to ask these two people. Can do you guys mind if we move? And then they have to do like a Jenga block swap. So this woman can sit next to her husband who clearly has had enough already. That annoys me, but I'm very 
very appalled at the fact that this fucker ghosted you. I hope you didn't suck his dick on this trip because no man who leaves your ass back and coach deserves a BJ. And that's, if I ran for any kind of political office, that would be my platform I would run on. If you leave your wife and coach, you're not getting a BJ. Heather McMahon for vice president. I'm glad you divorced him. You know, fuck him. I hope he listens to this podcast. I bet he had a little problem with gambling too because those are the kind of guys who do it. Because you know what? That was a gamble. He knew you were going to be pissed. But what did he do? That's me blowing on the dice. Rolled it. Snake eyes. He went for it. And he's an asshole. And I'm glad you left him. And I love to hear that you are in Oxford, Mississippi, blacking out with your girlfriends because that's what life's about. Life short. Life short, don't sit in coach and divorce your husband. Wow. Absolutely friggin' not. And I want y'all to know if I ever get upgraded, I'm taking you all with me. Why? Because I'm like that. Let's get to the next voicemail. It is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it's a worthy thing to celebrate, but it shouldn't be your focus just for May. It's important to be working on your mental health all year long. And let me tell you something, it's been a hell of a year And I feel like we're only getting more things thrown at us. I am so grateful for Talkspace because it just makes talking to somebody so easy and accessible and honestly affordable. Last year was rough on everyone. From politics to the pandemic, the entire world was affected in some way or another. That's why it's time for everybody to turn a corner, to move forward from the things holding us back, and to take the lessons we learned in 2020 and apply them to our lives from now on. Turn a corner with therapy. The sooner you start, the further you'll go. I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. I mean, why not go for it? You can text, video, or send voice messages to licensed therapists, so it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your home. You don't have to worry about making an appointment, driving across town, sitting in traffic, and then getting your blood sugar low because you forgot to pack a sandwich. Like, just You can literally sit on your couch at home in, in the quiet and comfort of your own home and talk to somebody. I also love that Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7, and they'll engage with you daily five days a week. As a listener of the podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure you use the code ABSOLUTELY to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's ABSOLUTELY and Talkspace.com. Hi, Heather. This is Allison from Seattle. I have an absolutely not, I think. I am 38 years old. After surviving the trenches of dating, I finally met my guy and we're in love and we want to lock it down and have a family. And I just came from the first lady doctor appointment of my adulthood where I said to the doctor, what's up? What's going on down there? How am I looking? What do I need to know about trying to get pregnant at my age? And she explained all the risks and it just really sucked. And for a split second, I just kind of felt like really guilty that I waited this long to do any of this. And then I thought, fuck that. Absolutely not to regretting a single bit of my life spent working on my career, moving across the country, exploring and traveling all around the world, dating a lot of frogs and like not settling down with any losers because just absolutely not for looking back on any of that with any regret. And I'm really scared about what's coming next, but I'm just trying to stay positive because I have absolutely loved my life and I love who I've become and I feel really lucky and blessed that I got to be 38 and have lived such an awesome life and finally met my guy. So 
love and light and blessings to you and thank you for all the things that you do and everything you put out there every day because it's really given me a lot of comfort right now. Love you so much. You're awesome. Bye. Allison in Seattle. Wow. What a powerful voicemail. So many thoughts, so many feelings and emotions rushing through me, towards me, at me. Um, Of course, I had to make it about me (laughs) and my fight or flight response. You know, it's interesting. A lot of times when y'all call, you start the voicemail off a certain way and I can hear you working through the feelings and emotions and coming to almost your own conclusion at the end, right? Like you call in to let me know what's going on, but you just worked through that so beautifully and eloquently. And I think that's an amazing thing. Listen, I understand your fear. The unknown, the, the it's it really is a sense of guilt. Like I should have done something, but nobody told me. I had no idea. One, don't feel fucking guilty. That's insane because I've had to work through my own guilt about fuck. Have I been selfish all these years? Did I not set myself up for success? My future children up for success? Like I let them fucking flush out of me every month for the last. Oh, I don't know. 34 years because I wanted to do me, it makes you really truly spiral on this like inward guilt trip. But you can't think that way because what a beautiful thing you said. You were like, but I feel so richly blessed. I feel so blessed with what I've been able to do in my career. And now that I found this man later in my life, what a gorgeous thing. You shouldn't have regrets. You know, and I think about all the things in my career. I would not have the success or I think maybe the being able to stay as grounded as I am Now, okay, wow, okay, hold on. Wow, I'm already getting too deep here. You know what I mean? If this shit would have popped off when I was in my 20s, I wouldn't have had the same life experiences and I think kind of had my head on properly or at least like sort of glued on. Like I had my head glued on with rubber cement. In my 20s, it was like a light Elmer's. You know, a cool breeze went by and that thing would snap off for the next opportunity. You know, where are you at when you're 38? Where are you at mentally when you're 34? It's like, I I feel like I've lived a couple lives now. They always say youth is wasted on the young, right? If you have half the fucking energy, half the wherewithal, the fortitude, any of the information that you have now as an adult adult in your 30s, you had that back in your 20s. My God, you could take on the fucking world. I mean, if I just had the fucking back support, you know, I'm literally the lady at public supermarket who tips the bag boys to come out and load my car. Because if I pick up two flats of LaCroix, I'm fucking out, doggy. It's a wrap. If I bend over for my limoncello LaCroix and I come up too quick, see ya. I'm in the ER. L5, L6, season up. I mean, I'm sitting here recording this podcast, my entire right leg from my piriformis down to the tip of my toes is numb. I cannot feel it. Sciatica is a motherfucker. But what a beautiful thing you said. You feel so blessed right now and, and, and you shouldn't regret a thing. You know, it's that fucking phrase, be the you today that you want a bit of Mara. But then when tomorrow comes and you are that person and you are living in the moment and you are present, you're having all these things, you're like, fuck. You're thrown this fucking curveball that says, oh, also you should have had a baby 10 years ago. Well, that's some bullshit. And listen, thank God for science and technology and maybe aliens. I don't know. You know, they're doing fucking weird shit in labs all over the place. I still find it bizarre that you have to carry your own baby. You know, I mean, you don't have to, but it still is a little kind of crazy that we haven't Tamagotchi this shit yet. 
You feel me? Elon Musk. Hey, instead of making cars, how about getting me like a little, a fake womb? I mean, for fuck's sakes, we grew butterflies in the third grade. Speaking of which, I'll never forget, shout out to Kim, DJ Kim Dizzy Izzy out of New York. She's one of my friends from growing up. In third grade, we went out to the garden, the quad, which had a big fountain. And uh, we released the butterflies after, you know, they had come out of their cocoon. And Kim stepped on a piece of gum and she took three steps backwards and then landed, swear to God, landed in the potted plant and killed four of the butterflies. And there were third graders screaming and crying. And I was laughing so fucking hard because I'm a cynical bitch. I was like, Kim, you just sat on the butterflies. And Kim and my friend Mary Beth and I laughed so fucking hard. And there was like half the class was devastated, but I thought this shit was funnier than shit. But isn't that life, right? You did all this planning. You thought you had it all worked out. And then you get outside to release the fucking butterfly. You're like, look, I did all these things. I went to law school. I, I, you know, I got my graduate degree. I worked in corporate America for five years. I've set myself up for success. I'm an independent woman. And then you go, you're like, I finally met this man. And now I'm going to have this baby. (laughs) And then you fucking sit on the butterfly. That's what you did. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like. Okay, I did all these things so that I wouldn't be set up. And now I just sat on the fucking cocoon. Oh, I'm sorry, time's working against me, Father Christmas. That's some fucking bullshit right there, if I've ever heard it. But you shouldn't have any regrets. I mean, I know that I share like the story of my dad passing a lot, but it was such a turning point in my life. It was like that one time in my life where everything was so fucking real. And not that if you haven't been through anything, it isn't real. But people who've experienced trauma will understand what I'm saying. You have this turning point, this aha moment where you go, oh, the energy shifts, the world tilts, and you just rotate a little bit different. You get up a little bit different. You're like, this means something else. And I still have so many regrets, even with that, like things I could have, would have, should have done. And then I think, no, I can't live in regret with the time that I spent away from Atlanta, with the time I spent away from my family, because guess what? My dad wouldn't have wanted it that way. And I'm going to tell you how you have children, whichever beautiful way it comes about, your kids are going to be like, hey, thanks, mom, for having a great job and setting us up for success. You know, I want to tell my future children, huh, mommy could get you free shit off Instagram. You're welcome, Bryson. Hey, Brantley, oh, you want to go to private school? Well, guess what? About four years ago when mommy had good eggs, she wouldn't have been able to afford milk. So buckle up, you fucking spoiled brat. I did realize though the other day that eventually when I do have children, uh, my children will be the thirstiest kids ever. You know it. I know it. I don't even think I need to fucking say it. My children will literally come out of the womb dehydrated for attention. Will I vlog the birth? Most likely, yes. Why? Because I don't understand boundaries and that's a personal problem. But Allison, I'm sorry. Again, of course, I'm making it about me. But what a beautiful thing to say. You shouldn't live with regret. We all could go back, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Fuck, I'm pissed at myself that I haven't, like I said, it's now May of 2021. I had basically nine months off, almost a year off, and I didn't learn six languages, get really fucking thin, freeze my eggs, you know, invest in the stock market. I'm pissed. In the last year, I feel like I just didn't even roll the dice. I threw the dice out the fucking PT Cruiser while we were leaving Atlantic City. Didn't even try to gamble. Didn't even try something new. I just sat alone in my mom's basement in my own thoughts like a fucking psycho. But yeah, you can't live with regret because where you are now, everything that's set into motion that you have done in your life 
has put you into the position that you're in today in a beautiful way. You met a wonderful partner in life. And I, you know, listen, fuck, I'm just going to be optimistic. Shit will figure itself out. You know, and I'm having this battle with my doctor. I was like, listen, keep it 100. Give it to me real. The right ovary looks grim. (laughs) You know, it's bad in a medical setting when they say the word grim. It's one thing to say like, doesn't look good. It looks like it'll be a challenge, but grim, yikes. And that's my own personal thing. I mean, the fact of the matter is the doctor said, Heather, you probably should have frozen your eggs in high school or college. Well, guess what? I was face down drinking heavy at the levee, dressed in a slutty cheerleader costume for a swamp, a mixer, if you will, trying to make out with a hot dude named Miller, first name. It was confusing. You know, I'm trying to deep throat a Sigma Nu over here. I don't think I had the mental fortitude to really get my shit together or to know to ask about my fucking fertility. So, Allison, you're doing everything that you should be doing. You did the right thing. You followed your heart. You've been on your grind. You've been hustling. You've been rising and grinding. And now you're blessed with riches beyond belief because you got a great guy. And you're comfortable in your career. I'm so sick of us having to be like, I'm so sorry for wanting to do what I want to do and be successful because I'm sorry I'm not Benjamin fucking Button. Right? He was old and then got younger or got younger. I didn't ever actually fucking watch the movie. But you know what I'm saying? It's some bullshit. So girl, feel proud for what you've done and you can't worry about it. And it's a beautiful thing because you don't. You literally worked through every emotion as you left that voicemail. And I just think it's an awesome thing. And fuck, we're learning together. What's that Miley Cyrus song? It's about the climb. It's, that is not the tempo whatsoever. <laughs> it's the climb. That might be it. If I knew back then what I now know, would I have done it any differently? Fuck no. I would have been a slut still. You know, I do think maybe we should have a conversation about plan B. How many can you take before it literally roasts all your eggs? Just saying. Thank you for sharing that with us. That was such a, such a wonderful, beautiful voicemail. Truly, I just love being a part of this community and I'm so thrilled that we can have these like cool moments together. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Gabby from Wisconsin and Maddie from Phoenix. And we're currently on a girl's trip in Austin, Texas. And we have an absolutely yes for you this week. We were at a bar having a girls weekend. Some of us are engaged. Some of us are married. Some of us are single. And we ran across a group of men who were also a mix of married and engaged and single. And it's just an absolutely yes when they just let you know that they're married or engaged. And then you let them know that you're married or engaged. And then you just have the best night of your life yeah because they're honest with you they're open they're not trying to fuck you and they're like hey i'm married like want to chat about things that we agree on yes absolutely yes to having a good time at a bar with a stranger who isn't trying to get in your pants i love it heather we love you we worship you (laughs) we're obsessed okay love you bye my girls, first and foremost, I love a, a solid, bring us together, bring the sexes together. Absolutely, yes. Isn't that fantastic? I love going out to a, a rough bar, maybe a leather bar. You run it, you sit at the bar, you say, hey, I'd like two vodka crayons. Next thing you know, the guy next to you, you're like, oh God, here it goes. He's like, hey, my name's Pierce. Pierce, that's a solid name. 
I'm here with some of my buddies. What are you up to? And you're thinking, your mind immediately goes, that's right. He's about to ask me to do a gangbang in the bathroom. But instead, he says, I'm married. I'm here. My buddy, uh, my, my golfing buddy, Carl is, uh, well, you know, we're taking him out for a couple brew dogs before his wedding next weekend. But uh, I'm happily married, but I was wondering, uh, where are you with your walk with Jesus? <laughs> and you're like, oh, Pierce, I thought you'd never ask. I'll tell you. It's solid. We've been power walking for a while. I love hanging out with husbands. And that sounds fucked up. I'm not in any way implying like this is a fetish. I don't find men more attractive because they're taken either. Do you know what I'm saying? All of my girlfriends are married to very handsome men. But something about it when the ring goes on, I immediately like, I'm turned off to them in that way. Like, I'm not like, ooh. You know, Levi, he's taken. Now I'm going to go for it. I'm like, oh God. You know, because women, we tell each other all of the flaws of our spouses. I'm like, Jeff hasn't fucking trimmed his toenails in a month and a half. He gets in the bed every night with fucking daggers. I got falcon claws just etching at my skin every night. I mean, if, if you see me out in the wild at like a sprout supermarket and I've got battle wounds on my shins, it's not because I'm in a dangerous relationship. It's just because Jeff's fucking lazy and needs a pedicure. You know, so once I tell you that, you're like, oh God, I'm not looking at Jeff sexually. I love sometimes hanging out with my friends' husbands and not my girlfriends because there's nothing funnier than a man who's comfortable and who's settled a little bit and kind of doesn't give a fuck. You know, you get a couple drinks and Pierce. Next thing you know, he's like, yeah, the other day I was watching porn after I went to Crunch Fitness and kind of made me sad. <laughs> and you're like, well, let's talk about it, Pierce. I love that. You were out having a girls weekend. You ran into a group of guys. Some of them were single. So therefore, I'm sure there was a single energy back and forth. Bada bang, bada boom. You know, you're like, Michelle, oh my God. Oh my God, Tyler. It was Tyler, right? Tyler is actually single and lives in Phoenix. What a coincidence. Pierce, tell me again, which church do you attend? And he's like, well, I ran a youth group. I love those kids so much. And he's just weeping because he's had 16 Jaeger bombs. And you're like, but then once a man does start to get a little emotional, then I'm like, all right, I'm turned back on by you. Nothing better than hanging out with a husband. Could be anyone's husband. Just when there is actually only platonic energy and you can just bitch about like spousal things. Because really and truly, you can only bitch to your girlfriend so much. It's also nice to get fresh perspective from the opposite sex. It's like, Pierce, let me pick your brain about my husband, Jeff. Is he lying to me how much he's putting on sports gamblings? And Pierce is like, oh yeah, oldest trick in the book. If he says he bet a hundred, it's actually six grand. And you're like, thank God. Next thing you know, you're in a group text with Pierce and like six dudes and they're all have the exact same name. You know it. I know it. It's Phil. There's like six Phil's and a Pierce and you. And you're like, this is great. You know, I know what the boys are up to this weekend. Three of the Phil's have to resob their lawns. Two of the Phil's are taking their kids to karate and Pierce's, well, you know, crying after watching porn. And I appreciate that emotional journey he took me on. I think that's great. I th I'm hoping that when we all get really back out and at it. We're hitting the bars and we're able to socialize again. I hope we can see that. I hope the single, the divorced, and the married communities can come together and have a good time because nothing fucking pisses me off more than when you want to go out with your friends and then your girlfriends are like, yeah, but don't invite them because they're married. 
Okay, guess what? Just because you're fucking single doesn't mean I can't have a great fucking time. That's racist. It's not sexist. That's just rude. I hate when my single girl's like, well, I didn't call you because you're married. I'll fucking leave Jeff at home. I'll call Pierce and Phil and we'll fucking throw down. You know what I mean? Like, try me, bitch. Challenge accepted. I will order a appetizer sampler and then black the fuck out. And you tell me that's not a good time. Oh, wait, you can't because it's a great time. But that's a beautiful thing. It really is. Glad that y'all had a wonderful weekend. I'm glad it was safe. I'm glad you didn't feel threatened. And I'm glad you had to have a good time with a couple married dudes. They're not all half bad. Listen, one of my favorite things ever, I did two shows in Phoenix. And it was these two grown men. They're the last guys at the meet and greet. It was weird. I was like, it was just like two straight dudes, literally. Like Matt and Ronnie. And I was like, hey, what's up? Where are your wives? And they were like, we didn't get them VIP tickets. We said, fuck it. We got them because we love you. They're outside in the car. And I was like, fuck yes. And they're like, we want to be the last one so we can have the most time with you. <laughs> and their wives are literally sitting in the car, just waiting on in the Uber. And I was like, hell yeah. Let's chop it up. You know what I mean? That's a good time. There is a little bit of a, a war on the straight man. They're not all bad. You get a guy named Pierce who has a heart of gold, a new relationship with the Lord, but you know, sometimes likes to look at porn. I say, have the conversation with him. Maybe we wouldn't be in the state of the world that we're in if we were having more conversations with straight married men. <laughs> yeah, okay, but that's not going to solve any problems. But you know what I'm saying. Maybe if we got out of our comfort zones and we reached across the bar to a man in a Tommy Bahama shirt and really said, hey, what's on your heart? We could really solve the world. Instead of pointing the fingers, let's send a shot. And that's what's up. Thanks for being here this week, y'all. I love the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. The absolutely not line. I love you. I, I mean it. Thank you. These voicemails just, just tickle me pink. I'll see if I'm bringing in a guest. At this point, fuck them. We're having a better time by ourselves. Yeah, and call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. I love you. I mean it. Thanks for these voicemails this week. And then I'll see you. Arrivederci. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.